0: Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. I am your host, Caleb, and I hope everybody's week is getting off to a fantastic start. I know, I know, I was not able, and I haven't been able to get out um, slate slate breakdowns over the past three days. It was a crazy weekend, and even yesterday got off to a crazy start. But we are here, and, and I will say also part of this, too, is you know at this point in the season I, I i've grinded man like i've grinded and at this point in the season you know it's it's honestly rare that you have a lot of games on any given slate now where you have two teams matching up where you have a lot of data on two where you know where those two teams are at um and, and even at that point again we're going against vegas here we're going we're going against professional line makers their job is to set us the lines as absolutely tight as possible and so even when we do get two teams that we know where they're at we know okay this team's here this team's there oftentimes the line's right so it's hard at this point you don't want to force anything a lot of times you're getting you know you know, two teams where all right uh, this guy's missing here that guy's missing here and also this guy's missing here and it's like how much do I factor that in how much do I wait? And, and a lot of times it's like four or five guys and then you're throwing in the motivational factors and all that so it's it's a lot tougher to you know find value spots at this point in the season and that's why you've seen the volume be down and, and there have been times in the past couple of weeks where I'm like I'm scrolling through the board and it's like, bro, I, I don't see anything that I know is presenting value. And so as much as I wanna have a play every day or you know, even like two or three, I just can't put myself in that position. We've worked hard um, to this point. We're sitting at 133 and 108, up 15.07 units. And so I don't wanna give that back in the last two and a half weeks, forcing things with teams, missing guys left and right, right? Um, but with that being said, we are back here today. We're going to continue to grind these out. We got a beautiful seven-game slate um, here. I, I say beautiful. There, there's still – we'll talk our way through it, but there's nothing right now that's like super, super popping, but there are some slight leans here and there that we will get to. Um, again, I, I will – we missed the last three days, so I won't recap everything. Uh, but yesterday we were on Hawks. If you're on the Twitter – uh, we we hopped on Hawks minus two and a half, won that one pretty sweat free. Um, and It was a nice little bounce back from a pretty, it wasn't like a devastating weekend because again, volume's pretty low, but uh, it definitely wasn't a great weekend. So it was good to get a bounce back there. Um, before we jump in the episode, we we unfortunately don't have any sponsors today. I usually have something that I'm drinking or eating that I can just go ahead and plug you know just practicing uh but i don't have anything today so sponsors hit me up i'm open for business let me know we're on the up and up here at malaga drive hoops betting so get in now before we blow up and and uh let me talk about your product bro (laughs) anyways guys i appreciate you all joining me i love you all let's uh let's jump into this like All right, so like I said, we got a cheeky little 7-gamer today, I believe. Uh, Yes, 7-gamer today. Let's start with the first one of the day. we got the Phoenix Suns heading to Cleveland um, as a 12.5-point road favorite. Phoenix Suns, I was a little bit higher on this team than most people were, but I don't think even the people that were the highest on them, like myself, I would say I was on the higher end of the spectrum um expected this level of consistency and excellence from the sun's team really uh it's been a perfect union between chris paul Devin booker monty williams and even you can throw james jones in there um as the guy who was able to go ahead and create this team you've seen i've i've heard they've talked about you know monty williams and james jones are best friends and you kind of see it the 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 when the gm and head coach are in sync hand in hand and and everyone is playing together and understands their role. There's really, there's no limit. I mean, maybe there is a limit based on your talent, but with the Suns team, you've seen the one seed is is fully attainable because of how they've played and, and fought together this regular season. Um, And you on the other end, the Cleveland Cavaliers actually burned me on Friday. I had them as a home dog uh, against the Wizards that clearly didn't hit. Garland went out. Um, and, and the 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 kind of the road continues with this Cavaliers team where um they they're going through a really tough stretch right now and we've seen they they actually had uh, i think it was in March they had a stretch where they lost like 10 to 12 games and they did not even come close to covering in any of them and they're kind of in the that sort of stretch right now um and who knows? They, they probably, we got about two and a half weeks or so left in the season. They probably snap out of it at some point. Um, but I just don't know that today's the day. Um, they're missing Darius Garland. Kevin Love seems really ever since that moment, he seems checked out. And and look, Colin Sexton has a lot of talent, but you can see at times, I, I think some of these guys are frustrated with the way he dominates the ball and the, the way the ball sticks. Um, and just the way they are playing right now is not, Conducive to winning. You you go back. Uh, they just took an L to the Heat by uh, seventeen. The game before that, when I was on them, they lost to the Wizards by twenty nine. They lost at home to a pretty not good Orlando Magic team. They lost that on the road by sixteen to the Raptors. Before that, they lost by nine in Washington. Before that, they lost by six in Charlotte. So you've seen a honestly a steady decline in the last couple games and how they've been playing together. And, and you see. When you have an NBA team like the Suns, where for all 48 minutes, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker may not, you know, be on the court all the time, but for 48 minutes, the Suns are going to give you consistent effort, and there might be lulls here and there, there might be runs here and there, but it's never, it's rarely ever going to get too bad, where on the other end with the Cavs, they might hang in there for a little bit, they might hang in there for a quarter or two, but you've seen lately, there will eventually come a stretch, where they just get shit on and it's hard when you okay 120 run it's it's hard when you're constantly digging yourself out of these holes even if you know the times where it wasn't a 120 run you were hanging in there you a lot of this with these young te- young teams is damage control in the moments where you don't have rhythm where okay we are not we, we're clearly not getting good shots uh, they they're attacking, hitting us first on defense. And okay, we're not in rhythm, not getting good shots. Can we tighten up at least on the defensive end so this run doesn't go crazy? Or can this guy manufacture a bucket? Sexton can do that at times, but um, you've just seen it lately. Cavaliers have uh, have really struggled to to stem the tide, and I think Garland being out really um, just makes that even worse. With with you know it's just Colin Sexton as a primary ball handler who can create and get downhill. I do really think they're going to miss Garland. So with that being, with that being said late in the year, again, sounds the, uh, the model of consistency. I think if you came into the year, I would have guessed, okay, Chris Paul is probably going to rest, you know, probably at least 10 games at some point this year. Hasn't sat out a single one just purely because of maybe one or two early in the year. But, um, I love it. And I think this is the right way to go about it. I know it's a long year, but if your body's right, I think it's important to continue to win these regular season battles and build this chemistry that you have with the squad. Um, but again, with that being said, you saw it last game, you know, Suns in OKC, they're up they're they're up like 16 with five minutes left and the Thunder go on a run. Um, so it, it's just so hard to cover 12 and a half point spread to to basically bet on a team to win by 13 or more you need dominance. Like a team can be up 15 in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. And there's a good chance, you know, the coaches is, is pulling their guys. So for me, I, I can't lay 12 and a half here. The caps look really, really bad. They have looked really, really bad for the past two and a weeks, two and a half weeks. But it's like, they're one of those teams. We've seen it this year. They have these random games at Quicken Loans arena where they just come out and it's like, well, okay, where the fuck has this been all year? And uh, I thought it was going to happen against the Wizards. It clearly didn't. It still might not happen. Um, but I'm not at a point right now where I can just hit the Suns uh, with confidence. You know, they've they've been rolling. They've won uh, the last couple games. It's not like they're coming into this game with a with a huge, huge sense of urgency. So uh, I'm going to pass on this game. Um uh, but I do think if I had to hit it, I, I'm going, like, I'm going Suns. I'm going Suns. I'd continue to fade uh, this really, really cold Cavaliers team. Uh, next game, we got the Charlotte Hornets heading into Detroit. They actually played Detroit on Saturday and won in LaMelo Ball's return. Um, the big key here with Detroit... So Detroit is actually one of the best bad teams in the league um, in that they they play so hard. They have so many guys. Their rotations at times, like 13, 14 deep, and they play so hard. They all understand their role. Dwayne Casey's done a really good job of, you know, getting the most out of this pretty limited group in terms of talent. Um, And and they've almost to the point where now they've they've had to rest guys like uh, Mason Plumlee. They've had to rest guys like Jeremy Grant consistently because I, I think they, they understand they'd they've grind out and win some of these games um, if they were fully healthy with everyone, and they want to make sure that their pick is you know as good as possible. I will say in this game, Jeremy Grant is going to be out again. Corey Joseph is going to be out again. Wayne Ellington is out, and, and Jaleel Okafor is also out. Um, Corey Joseph and, and Jeremy Grant are, are very, very important to this this Pistons team. I have no doubt that the, the team that's on the floor is going to continue to fight. Um, but i mean let's let's just go look at the pistons games recently again they went uh into charlotte and lost on saturday again in, in lamel's return and then they lost at home to the orlando magic that was also without plumley jeremy grant and um Corey joseph again they will at least be getting plumley back but i don't know if that he's enough to swing the needle again I would be fine being on this Pistons team. In fact, I probably would be on them if they had Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph here today. But because, again, you look at the roster and you know, yes, Casey's going to have these guys ready to go. But it's just such a limited talent. I mean, you look, the team right now is going to be Sadiq Bey, uh, Hamid uh Killian Hayes, Sekou Demboya, Isaiah Stewart, Frank Jackson, Tyler Cook, Saban Lee, Josh Jackson. Um, and then I think plum will return today, but it, it's just tough. And, and you look on the other end, uh, Hornets are going to be without Devonte Graham. He's been battling through an injury and, and Cody Martin. And then obviously Gordon Hayward still out too. Uh, but they just took a double digit L at home to the heat. They're in the midst of a, a, a pretty tight playoff race. I think as of now, um, they're sitting at eighth and, and the difference between eight and even like nine, 10 is huge because you get, basically you, you get an extra life. You can lose that first game to the Celtics or whoever they play and still have a chance to beat either the Pacers or Wizards, or maybe who knows, maybe the Raptors, if they sneak in there, I doubt it. Um, but, um, for me, it's a stay away game. I think this line is juiced up enough at six to the point where, yes, I'd like the Hornets to win. Um, but six is sitting perfectly in that area of, far superior team, but not necessarily expecting a blow. And I think that's what I've seen this Pistons team with Jeremy Grant, without Jeremy Grant, hang in there and battle teams that they had no business hanging in there with. So for me, uh, Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward out, I'm going to pass on this one as well. All right, we're heading now to Brooklyn or sorry, Milwaukee, uh where the Brooklyn Nets are playing this Milwaukee Bucks team that they played on Sunday. Yeah, it I had a family barbecue and I really wanted to watch this game. I had it on my phone here and there, but you know, you got to somewhat be social with the family. Uh I can I'm I'm not at the age anymore where I can just fucking Sit in the corner and watch basketball, and just neglect everyone as much as I wanted to do that. Um, so I, I can't tell you that I, you know, have a perfect feel of how that game went down, but I was able to catch parts of it. Um, I still think this Brooklyn Nets team, even without James Harden, is uh, is pretty good, uh, and I think maybe you can make an argument slightly better than this Bucks team. But as you saw, Bucks at home uh, and kind of wanting to, you know, litmus test themselves, they're probably not going to catch the nets. Uh, they're probably locked into the third seed there. There's, uh, the Knicks aren't going to pass them up. They probably don't catch the nets. Um, but it was an important game and who knows they beat them today and they're right there. I, uh, it's interesting cause you, you see that last, last game, the line closed at two and a half. It's down to one and a half here. Everyone's all over the nets. I think I like the Nets to win this game, but I don't know if it's enough. I'd put it like a 51-52% chance. It's a slight edge here for me. But, again, at these one-and-a-half spreads, it's, it's so damn close. I'm thinking about it. I really am. Um the Nets, you know, they've shown a good a, a good bounce back ability. You go through their recent games, lost to the Bucks and before that, lost to the Blazers without KD. So uh, I think they're going to want to write the ship t- here today. But it's not easy going into Milwaukee and, and beating a team led by Giannis, especially again. The Nets are great; they have such amazing offensive firepower, and they've brought it every night, even without, even when they're without Kyrie or James Harden or KD. They really don't have and, – and no one has a perfect guy to guard Giannis. But I think the Nets even more so have no one to really make Giannis feel uncomfortable. And I think you saw that on Sunday. Like, I don't know if Gian, – maybe Giannis realized, like, no one can check me here. I got to make my imp- imprint and an impact on this game against, you know, the supposed title favorite. And he very much did that. And, and I think if he comes in with that mindset every single night, it's it's really going to be tough to beat him. So uh, it's not often, you know, you look at props for, for Giannis uh, considering you're probably not going to get a ton of value, but uh, I, I'd consider props on Giannis. I, I think it's a slight lean on the nets here. Uh, I would say at this point I probably am not going to hit it, but I haven't ruled it out yet. Um, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Next game, uh, we've got the Oklahoma City Thunder heading uh, hosting the Sacramento Kings. Um, the Sacramento Kings are going to be without Harrison Barnes. He's got a tight abductor. Um, Darren Fox is still out with health and, health and safety protocols. Um, and then Tyrese Halliburton l- looks to have avoided a, a major knee injury, um, but went down uh, really awkwardly. It was a really scary injury that I think I know for a fact Kings fans, when they saw that, were absolutely shitting themselves. I think he's okay. Um, but when I talk about, again, we, we go back to, you know, when I said in the intro of this pod where you know, it's so rare now where you just have two teams where you know where they stand, you have the data on them. And this is a perfect example of it, where, where we have this Kings team missing, really, their three best players. They're missing Harrison Barnes, they're missing Tyrese Halliburton, and they're missing Darren Fox. You can maybe throw Rashawn Holmes in the mix there. They, they at least have him. Um, but it's like, as much as you can know about basketball, how much... how ha- how are you able to quantify, per se, how much those three guys being out really affects the spread? And then to make matters even confu- more confusing, you have a thunder team where literally all ten guys that are playing are are in their like second or third year in the league, and they're they're still figuring themselves out as players. and they're still figuring themselves out as a team. So uh, you go through the thunder uh, most recent games, and it's like, okay. They've they they literally lost to the Pacers by fifty seven. Like that's the floor of this team. When when things don't go right, they can legitimately lose a game by fifty seven. Like that that is insane. There's high school games, college games. like teams in 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 general don't lose basketball games by fifty seven. And and really, you go through their month of April, it was littered with games they got absolutely waxed in. And so now you're seeing a five point spread, and it. it's it's got to be. Intriguing, at least, but with the Kings, like you don't have like a great team. You you have a team missing their three best players, so it's really really hard to say where where I land on this. And and I can have a gut feeling, but regardless, you you never know. I, I that being said, I I do like the Kings here today. They're still gonna have Buddy Field who can shoot the shit out of it. Marvin Bagley who uh, fractured his wrist uh, about a month and a half ish ago came back, no minutes limit against the Dallas Mavericks and played unbelievable. Dropped 23 and nine with three assists and a steal on 10 of 16 from the field. You've got Rashawn Holmes doing Rashawn Holmes things. DeLon Wright stepping in off the bench and and playing really well. Terrence Jones has has been good for this team. Mo Mo Harkless has actually been really good for this team. So I like the Kings here today. I think if I had to play it, I'd be on minus five here today, but I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. Again, I'd say right now, at this point in time, the Thunder are the worst team in the league. Um, And I'd like to think that really any, like any average NBA team right now can really beat them by double digits. But it's hard because I have not seen, the last game was the first game, really, we've seen no Harrison Barnes, no De'Aaron Fox, and they looked really good. And then on top of that, Tyrese went down midway through the third. So, you know, get a full game where, Really, the point guard duties are going to come down to, to the little on right, and I don't really know who else Buddy might try, but please, Buddy, don't try, don't. That's not where Buddy thrives. So, um, I'm leaning the Kings here. I like them, but I'm just not. I'm not sure yet if, uh, if anything, we might look at you know a money line parlay um, of like the Kings and and another team that I like to win, but we'll see. Also, Miles Bridges just got ruled out with health and protocol. Um, Health protocols. Don't know if he has it or if he was just exposed. That's a tough break for the Hornets. Still, not sure if that's enough to get me on the uh, on the Pistons today. Wow, PJ just went down too. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to stay tuned because all of a sudden, maybe we see Terry, maybe you see the whole team go down, and, and then we have to look. But at this point still, I'm not sure about the Pistons. Um, all right, next game, we got my dubs. Heading into New Orleans, and I can't lie, yesterday, um, obviously a huge game, but I was very, very nervous heading into that because, you know, we had picked up steam. We were looking really good there for a second, and, uh, you know, rewind a week ago, we had the Mavs and the Timberwolves, and we were looking really good at potentially making a push for even the seventh, eighth seed. And then they come out, get absolutely bent over by the Mavs, and then they go into Minnesota and lose that game, and it's like, why why do you do this to me as soon as it looks like okay all right let's get it as soon as that happened two terrible performances and it's kind of been the story of the warrior season all year long where you know they'll win one and then lose one and they'll win two and then they'll go and lose two and they have never really been able to separate them and you're seeing it they're 33 and 32 um as a result so um look yesterday gave me confidence like it it was great to see but i've seen this warriors team so many times this year lay eggs after you know showing signs of turning the corner and so um in in houston and minnesota and houston they got the win but Even that game and the Minnesota game and the Dallas game, they just look tired. And a lot of it, honestly, is Steph. I, I really do think Steph and Draymond are tired. It's been not just a physically tiring season, but I think a really mentally and emotionally tiring season. When you... When you are used to playing to a, a certain level as a team and you have a way that you played with really smart players and now you're thrown in, I'm not going to call them all dumb, but um, really the basketball, the, the collective level of basketball IQ is, is definitely down from previous Warriors teams. It, it, it's a true grind, night in, night out, 72 games on the road, traveling in a, in a pandemic year where you're getting tested a million times. Um, to really grind it out. And so today, all that to be said, you know, I'd like to think the Warriors can come in here. I know Draymond said yesterday, as soon as they got back in the locker room after that, they were pumped after that win. but he said, we came here to get two. And I know that's the mindset. I know they're going to be locked in. I I can't actually say I know they're going to be locked in, but I'd like to think they're going to come locked in. Um, But this Pelicans team for as inconsistent as they are again, just when you think, all right, this Pelican team is dead, stick a fork in them they come in and have a great performance. So I can very easily see this Pelicans team coming out. And again, when you get these back-to-back baseball-style series, when teams lose the first one, they generally come out a lot tougher in the second one. So I'm not ruling out the Pelicans, you know, a, a, a good performance from them here today. Um, if Steph and Dre are playing the way they did yesterday, great. I like it. But it's a back-to-back for a team that really all of last week Looked gassed, and it's a back-to-back. We're, we're sitting here on Tuesday; Mo- they played Monday. Like I don't, I don't think that tiredness just randomly goes away. So um, again, I want to hit my dubs here today. I think there's some validity in looking at them in a in a game that I know they're going to treat as a playoff game. Um, but again, I've I've seen them lay eggs so many times this year that I I can't I can't sit here and just feel comfortable about um what they're gonna do here today. I will say I like Draymond Green. Like if you can get like a, a points, rebounds, assists prop here today, um, he's locked in. I know, I know again, they want to. They came here to get two. Um and I'm cautiously optimistic, but again, I've seen the story too many times. So at this point I'm 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 off, but we'll see. Um all right. Last two games of the day we got the Dallas Mavericks heading into Miami. Um, a couple of things we got to look at here. Dallas, um, they're coming off a really brutal loss uh, against Sacramento. They, they, uh, you know, they beat beat the shit out of us without KP. Going to Detroit and beat Detroit without Luka. Come back, beat Washington by one at home. A um, uh, really a surging Washington team, and then boom, they lay an egg against the Kings for whatever reason. The Kings. Without De'Aaron, with De'Aaron, whoever it may be, for whatever reason, the Kings just have the Mavericks' number. They swept the Dallas Mavericks. The Sacramento Kings swept the Dallas Mavericks this year. Um, but with that being said, like one of my, f- one of my more, you know, favorite not trends per se, but spots, I guess, is a is a good team coming off a really poor game, like a game where it's like. All right, you play that game 10 times. I I mean, I guess with the Kings, they they played them three times and lost. But in general, you you know, betting a team where they just had a shit game the game before because you know that from the jump they're going to be locked in. Um, But that being said, this Mavs team, you know, I thought they were putting it together mid, early mid-April and it looked like it. Um, And then they they just haven't shown that consistency uh, enough lately um and you look at the end of april they beat the pistons they beat the lakers twice they lose to the kings okay they beat the the warriors and they beat the pistons and you're thinking okay they look really good but a lot of those wins are against whatever teams um and so going on the road against miami without chris stops is a really interesting game because this is actually one of those games where we do have data on both of these two teams we both of these teams are in uh, in the midst of playoff races, and and we'll, we'll definitely want to win this game. Um, And I think I think the the books have this this line uh, right. I think maybe you can make an argument. It should be maybe two two and a half. Um, the issue with me in betting on this game is is just the Miami Heat have been they've looked like frauds for a lot of the year, but then they do randomly have you know. Streaks where they look really good, and you look at April. They get blown out by twenty in Phoenix. They get blown out in Denver. They get they lose to the Timberwolves in Minnesota, and then they come back, beat the Nets. They beat the hell out of the Rockets. They beat the shit out of the Spurs, and then the boom, they get blown up by the Hawks, and then they beat the Bulls. You're like, all right, and then they lose to the Bulls at home without Levine, and then they win a tough one against San Antonio, and then they beat a, a bad Cavs team, and then they go and beat uh, the Hornets in Charlotte, which was an impressive win to me um, with both those teams battling. And, and now you're sitting here and it's like, okay, they look like they're on the up and up again, but similar to the Warriors and not, not necessarily to the same extent, but every time the Heat seemed to be all right, they figured it out, maybe not bubble Miami Heat team, but like, all right, they're getting back into it. They choke and they lose a game that they shouldn't have. So for me, you have two interesting spots here. I think the spot for me uh, lends itself toward the Dallas Mavericks, right? The, you have them, uh, the, the heat of beat up on a couple bad teams. They might be feeling good and some false confidence. But again, you see it sometimes. What happens in the league is when you're winning games um, against bad teams, it can kind of give you some false confidence and you kind of wash over some issues that still existed but just didn't burn you against bad teams. Um, and that might be the case here again. Um, and again, you're going to have this Dallas Mavericks team fired up. And when this Dallas Mavericks team is fired up and locked in, I think they're a better team than the Heat. I think the peaks of both this team, both these teams this year, the, the Mavericks have had a higher peak, but they're also going to be without KP. They're also going to be in Miami on the road. So I understand why the Heat are our slight favorites here. Um, I think I'm leaning the Dallas Mavericks here, but I don't feel super, super comfortable or confident with it. Um, and there's really reasons there, there's valid reasons on both sides as to why you'd hit a certain way. Um, but I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to stay off this, and it's a bummer because again, one of the few games on this slate where we really we we do know you know both these teams are trying both these teams are relatively healthy. Again, the Mavericks are missing Porzingis, which is a big part, but we've seen them. Be good, uh, plenty of times this year without Zinger. So, um, for me, I'm off. I think, Uh, yeah, I think I'm off. Um, But I do, I I do tend to lean the the uh, the Dallas Mavericks here today. All right, next game, uh, a game in which I I actually do have a a solid lean here, Um, and that is the Clippers and the Toronto Raptors um the Raptors are going to be without OG and Anubi and probably Gary Trent um Fred Van Vliet should be back here today um and the Raptors are coming off a, a pretty damn impressive win in LA they went into LA and uh beat LeBron and the Lakers LeBron and AD were suiting up uh and they didn't have Fred Van Vliet or OG and Anubi. so it was really Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry versus the world and both of those two absolutely balled the fuck out. Pascal Siakam dropped 39 and 13 with four assists, two steals and two blocks on 15 and 26 from the field. Kyle Lowry dropped 37, two and 11 on 12 of 20 from the field, eight of 13 from three. Uh, and the bench players were hooping as well. So I doubt that happens again. It's just, that was a great game for both of them. Um, And again, Fred Van Vliet is coming back. Fred Van Vliet is a hugely impactful player, but he's also clearly banged up. Um, I think there's a reason why they've been resting him these games. Again, the hip's not something you really mess around with. So even if he plays, I don't know, especially with the, the Raptors are, for all intents and purposes, out of it. They could, if they win the rest of their games and things break right in the rest of the east, the rest of the Eastern Conference, maybe they can get ten. But even if they get ten, it's a long shot for them to make the playoffs. And so, it it probably makes the most sense for them to just, you know, get the highest pick possible. And again, that doesn't mean you tell your players let's lose this game. But I do think it means you, you know, you rest a guy like OG down the stretch. You you play, you know, someone like uh, Van Vliet, who's working his way back, limited minutes and yes they looked great against the lakers but pascal siakam and kyle lowry are not going to play as well as they did um in that last game every time it's just not going to happen um and you look at the clippers uh they haven't played since saturday so they have two days off their last game was a loss at home with kawaii back against the denver nuggets who just seem to have, again some teams just have your number it seems like the denver nuggets may it really comes down to Jokic, but. Um, I like the Clippers here as a large favorite. Again, two days off. And this Toronto team, they had a great game against the Lakers. But if you look back, uh, lost to the Jazz, lost to the Nuggets by double digits the game before, lost by uh, 13 to the Nets before, um, lost by 17 to the Knicks. Like This is a Raptors team where if things don't break right, if Kyle Lowry isn't coming in super, super hot, if Pascal Siakam isn't coming in super, super hot, they very easily uh can get blown out. They're getting 64% of the the bets. The line hasn't moved. So the public likes the Raptors. The Clippers have had time off. Kawhi's playing and, and even before Kawhi was uh back like the Clippers had played really, really good basketball, but they've lost three straight um and, and again those three uh nuggets with the God, Nikola Jokic, the sons who are the sons and they, again, they were without Kawhi Leonard um, and the Pelicans with, without Kawhi Leonard and the Pelicans that was at home in a, in a very important game for the, for the Pelicans to keep their playoff chances alive. So this is like the ultimate bounce back spot for the, Spur, for the Spurs, for the um, Clippers here today. And yes, the books have, you know, factored that in and they, it's clear they understand it's a bounce back spot, but um with that being said, uh, I think this is a spot where the, the Clippers could easily win by 20 plus here today. So I like I really do lean and like um, the Clippers uh, minus nine and a half. I like them first half uh, five and a half. I like them team total. It's just about finding uh, the bet that you feel most confident with. There's a there's a good chance I might hop on both uh, the team total and the full game spread. It's at 114 and a half for the team total. So I like that. Um, And I like first half. So I'll I'll figure it out. But I will be on the Clippers in some form or fashion today. It Just again, we do have a lot of data of this Clippers team. We do actually have a lot of data of this Raptors team. Um, and, And this Clippers team is far, far superior. Two days off, Three straight losses. This is the night to turn things around. And again, it'd be one thing if on all three of those losses the Clippers just looked horrible, but I think it was more so a result of the opponents and you know Kawhi being out for some of these games. Um, they're rested up. They're sitting off a three straight. This is a game where they come in locked in and ready to go. So I'm 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 probably gonna hop on Clippers Steam total as soon as this is over, and uh, probably gonna hop on the spread as well. Other than that, guys, um, I think the Nets are worth a look. We talked about some of these other ones, but I, I, I just, we gotta stay smart. We gotta stay locked in. I, I will take my money with uh, hopefully the Clippers and uh, move on to, to tomorrow. I will also say we got a Champions League game, uh, Man City hosting PSG here today. Uh, the toe again. I'm a basketball capper. I do. I do enjoy soccer. I do feel like I do know a decent amount of soccer, but again, professional line makers, you really, really have to know your shit to feel like you're getting a consistent edge. I, with all that being said, I, I, little bonus pick here today. I, I do like the under three in Man City PSG here today. I really think Man, Man City can lose this game by one and still advance. I really think they're going to come in with a defensive mindset and you can make an argument. It's the best defense in all of soccer. So. Um, I like it saying under three. I think worst case is, you know, there's three goals. Um, I I doubt this gets to four unless PSG goes like retardedly balls to the wall and and is just super open to the counterattack for Man City to capitalize on. I think they're going to sit back, just try and stifle PSG. PSG might be able to break through for one. It's going to be tough to break through to this Man City team for two. Um, So bonus pick. I like the under three in Man City PSG. But, again, I'm a basketball capper. Don't go too crazy on it. It's just if you're itching to get some some betting going on this Tuesday, we got a Champions League game it's on. And that's not a fun bet, I guess, I get, but that's where I'm at. Anyways, I love you guys all. I appreciate you all for spending some time with me, uh, talking some betting on this Tuesday morning. Have a great rest of your day. Be great. Stay blessed. And I will talk to you guys all tomorrow.